morning. Welcome to worship this morning. We're so glad that you have joined us here for worship at Central Baptist Church and want you to know that you are welcome here, whether this is your first time here or whether you've called this place home for decades. Your presence is truly a blessing to us this morning. You'll find in the pews beside you some friendship pads. We'd invite you to take those to fill that out with any information that you would uh, like to provide and uh, pass that down the row so we can get to know each other a little better this morning. Maybe greet one another uh, by name a little later as we pass the peace of Christ with, with one another later in our service. Um, this morning, we are grateful as we come kind of toward the end of our Voyage of Voices, as Mark is on sabbatical uh, today, uh, Rachel Childress, uh, who really needs no introduction in here, uh, but uh, she will be offering our sermon this morning. We're so glad that you have agreed to do that uh, this morning. And uh, Rachel, uh, member of Central and also CEO of Habitat for Humanity, and you can find out more about her in the insert uh, in the news and notes in your bulletin as well, if you'd like to know more. Um, yesterday, we were at the Pride Festival, and it is always a beautiful thing to get to be a part of uh, at the Pride Festival uh, downtown in Lexington. Um, it's one of the most joyful occasions that I get to be a part of, uh, where folks are celebrating and having a great time. And, uh, and we were there with a the booth, um, and, uh, and one of the things we invited people to do, and I should probably move this way a little bit so you can see this, um, Juliet Wallace and, and, uh, and Laura Levins came up to me last week with an idea about sharing some things that Larry Gray had preached about last week about the name that lifts us up and what is that oftentimes our culture, our society will give us names and will label us as one thing or another and oftentimes these are not things that, uh, that, that lift us up and instead we invited people to write down on name tags uh, what is the name that you have that, that lifts you up? What would you like to, to be called? And then also to write that here. So I invite you to come and look at this after the service. These are things that folks in our community have written down uh, as uh, the names that lift us up. And some of them are just encouraging notes to us. One of the most encouraging things that happened was a lady came by and said that uh, her son had come to Central several times for the Festival of Strings that we have here every year, um, a group that meets in here and uses our space. And Central was the first place where she ever saw a welcoming and affirming signage saying that this is a place uh, where you are welcome. Um, and where uh, her son, who is gay, she knew that he was welcome as well. And with tears in her eyes, she thanked us uh, for doing that and I can't tell you what an honor it is for me to get to be part of this place with a work that has taken place for a long time before I ever got here um, and uh, continues now uh, for being a progressive and loving and inclusive place uh, for all people so we're grateful for your presence this morning we're grateful to be here in the presence of God who welcomes us all just as we are as we worship together
I invite you to stand and join me in the, the call to worship. Come, bless the Lord, in whom we find our refuge and safety. Come, bless us, Lord, you who gives us a rich inheritance and surround us, surrounds us with abundance. Come, bless us, Lord, you who guides us on the path to eternal life, whose presence strength, strengthens us and sustains us. You are our God. We will not be shaken. Let us worship God together. Now pray with me. O oh God, the joy of this day and the hope for every day to come, move in our midst and fill us with your spirit and make us one. May our words as well as our actions and even the secret thoughts of our hearts be a part of our worship time this day. O oh God, who is both compassion and power, receive from us the thanksgiving and the love we are able to return to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And now turn to your neighbors and welcome and pass the peace of Christ. Please bow with me now as we say our prayer for the world. Loving God, Jesus commanded the disciples to love one another. But loving is so very hard. 
Sometimes I am wounded by the words of others. Sometimes I am abused by others. And it is so very hard to love when I am hurting. Jesus commands us to love as we have been loved, sacrificially, unconditionally, radically. Help me. Help us all together. Help us each to proclaim, to embody, to incarnate your love for the world, your love for our neighbors, your love for ourselves. Lover of peace, turn our hearts from anger, strife, discord, and hatred. Let your love reign amongst and between us and be a shining example for us to emulate. Seeker of the lost, open our eyes to see those around us and around the world who are all too often overlooked. Healer of the world, prod us to reach out to the unclean, vulnerable, and abandoned. Resurrected Lord, remind us again of your transformative presence within each and all of us. May the world know us. May the world know you. Because of the love you have for us, because of the love we have for you, for one another, and for ourselves. Amen. I invite you now to stand as you are able for the reading of the gospel. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way, they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him, but they did not receive him, because his face was set toward Jerusalem. When his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. Then they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to those at my home. And Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. The gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God.
Let's pray again, please. Dear God, it seems you've created a, a species that tends to define itself by division. What we are not, whose we are not, who we don't agree with, who we don't look like, who we don't believe like. We surround ourselves with people who look at the world like we look at the world and ignore those who don't. I pray, O oh God, that you will forgive us this sin, this horrible sin of dividing ourselves apart from one another and forgetting that we are all in you a part of the same thing and that the work we do is not just for ourselves and not just for our name and our reputation, but for every person that we might be able to touch. We're all the same. Forgive us, God, even now as we do better and as we give. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Please be seated. Now here our Christian witness this morning, taken from Galatians 5, 13 through 25, from the Cotton Patch Gospel. So you, my brothers and sisters, were invited to sit at the freedom table. But even so, don't use your freedom for any physical advantage. Instead, serve one another in a spirit of love. For the whole social code can be summed up in one sentence. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you snap and bite one another, be careful that you don't eat each other up. My advice is walk in the spirit. And don't let human desire go to seed. For the body has, in it, for, has it in for the conscience, and the conscience has it in for the body. For the two are directly opposed to each other. That is why you cannot run wild doing as you please. Now, if you are guided by the conscience, you are not under the sway of social custom. It is clear that the results of being guided by the body are loose sex relations, filthiness, unbridled lust, worshiping gadgets, trickery, hostile feeling, division, jealousy, temper tantrums, bootlicking, snobbery, arguments, envy, tippling, horsing around, and things like these. I am calling you to, a, you, to your attention now just as I did previously, that all who practice such things as these will not be counted in on the God movement. On the other hand, the results of the Spirit-led life are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, loyalty, humility, and self-control. There is no law against things of this nature. And true Christians have subdued the body with its unruly passions and cravings, if we are people of conscience, then let's stick by our conscience. Just don't be arrogant, nor ridicule one another, nor be envious of each other. For the word of God that works its way into us. Thanks be to God.
Thank you for that. Wow. <clears throat> this is the second time that I've chosen to be the last speaker in the end of a series. What, what was I thinking? <laughs> After hearing the others, last week I thought, I'm going to change my sermon title to what they said and just do a recap. Um, the work of preaching comes in finding ways to share the gospel so that it will facilitate the love of God reaching inside us so that it can overflow onto others. A sermon's really a weekly vaccine to protect us from and prepare us for life in the world. So I thank you for the privilege and the honor for entrusting to me this opportunity to try to capture your attention and connect with your hearts. <laughs> The gospel lesson today closes a chapter where Jesus has sent out the disciples, fed the 5,000, been declared the Messiah, predicted his death twice, been transfigured, and healed a demon-possessed boy. Then he sets for Jerusalem because he knows his time is coming at an end, and he's rejected. The other, by the Samaritans. He's further rejected by those who profess a desire to follow because they have things they have to do first. So after all he's done up until this point, how could he be rejected? What was the threat? Well, the threat was to their way of life. It's that incredible proclamation of equality that we heard from the Galatians reading last week. It's what Eckhart Tolle in A New Earth calls sameness of self. It's God created everything. There is God material in all of us, in all creation. Jesus has begun to change the world, and there's resistance. There's rejection. I think we can all identify with being rejected. Maybe it was a job or a promotion we did not receive. Maybe we didn't make the athletic team or the debate club. Maybe we weren't invited to lunch. Maybe someone crossed the street when we approached. Maybe it's Delaney not feeling comfortable going to her grandparents' church because there's no one who looks like her there. Maybe it was every day as I walked home from school in the seventh grade and the bus of boys from Trinity High School barked and yelled at me out the window. But we're not only victims, we are perpetrators. We notice the things about each other that are different, and we want to qualify those differences. So in spite of our calling to love God, others, and ourselves, we look for ways to criticize, belittle, and hate. In the quote at the beginning of our worship from Anne Lamott, she calls this looking for loopholes. We look for and hold on to reasons to not love each other or ourselves. We reject Jesus any time we take an action against creation, including each other. And our rejections are as legion as the demons Larry talked about last week. Let me first is a rejection just as much as the Samaritans, and perhaps even more so, because as would-be followers, we know better. I will follow you, but let me first. Let me first look down on you because you're not one of the cool kids. You live north of Main Street or on the street. You take fast food orders, clean hotel rooms, and pick up our recycling. Your accent's funny, and when I call for support, I want to hear from somebody who speaks English as their first language. You came here from a different country and I want my Habitat money to go to somebody who's locally born. You don't look like me, you don't talk like me, you don't smell like me, you don't think like me, you don't love like me. So we find ways to use our differences as bludgeons instead of blessings. I am, you're not. 
We look for loopholes, reasons to look down on others. And there is even an inherent looking down sometimes when we look up to others. So it might be a sign of respect or a compliment. But perhaps when we're looking up, we're looking down on ourselves, which means we're ignoring that admonition to love ourselves. Laura's sermon invited us to shift our focus on the world, turn it upside down, if you will, and I, I really liked that. Wayne Oates, in the classic Struggle to be Free, says it this way. I began to look across at all people. I work at this as my daily discipline to walk humbly with God and comradely with people. For all of us are made in the image of God. All of us are bought with the same price of the death of Jesus Christ. All of us who once were no people are now the people of God. My calling has been gently to take off the cheap price tags people place on themselves and ask their permission to bestow the price tag our God, our heavenly parent, has placed on us with a love that is more than human love. For this, nobody need walk in shame for any reason. So we must learn to look across. Uh, last week, Larry made references to height. I told you what they said. I did already have this in my notes. But let's take Raleigh and me. Raleigh, stand up if you would. So, this way. Raleigh and I don't see eye to eye. Thank you. Uh, not physically, and perhaps not even in the idiomatic understanding of that phrase on whatever issue or ology over the years. But over the years, whether or not we saw eye to eye, I never, ever doubted the love and care that we share heart to heart. Looking across also means looking in the mirror, confronting ourselves. Stephen Covey says, we're not our feelings, we're not our moods, we're not even our thoughts. Praise God for that, because in here it is not, it's not pretty. Brene Brown invites us to own our worthiness in an act of acknowledging that we are sacred. We are made of that God material. We must acknowledge that sacredness, rejoice in the assurance that we were created by God and that we are loved by God. So knowing that if we're loved by God with all of our crazy thoughts and moods and feelings swirling around up there, then surely we can recognize and embrace the others God created and loves. It's what it means when we say love our neighbors as ourselves. And this is not easy. We want God to be formed in our images of thought and behavior. We want to use God to justify our rejection, rejections. So Anne Lamott, obviously I like Anne Lamott, it, she really resonates with me. So she said this, Jesus kept harping on forgiveness and loving one's enemies. So I decided to try. She's writing this in relation to a former president. Why couldn't Jesus command us to obsess about everything, to try and control and manipulate people, to try not to breathe at all, or to pay attention and then stomp away to brood when people annoy us, and then go home and get in bed and eat a package of Hershey's Kisses? So how do we overcome these let me firsts? How do we rejoice in the diversity of the sacred creation and love each other? How can we be like Jesus who powered through the rejection on his way to the cross? 
Brene Brown tells us we have to connect. She says connection is why we're here. We're hardwired to connect to others. It's what gives us purpose and meaning in our lives, and without it, there's suffering. And that's what this writer of Galatians is telling us in Clarence Jordan's words, to sit at the freedom table, serve in a spirit of love, don't snap or bite, don't be arrogant, don't be envious, don't ridicule. And the results of love are seen not only in what we do not do, but what we do. So this love of God in us enables us to act with these fruits of the Spirit that many of us learned in GAs and RAs many decades ago, many, many decades ago. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, loyalty, humility, and self-control. Even if what we really want to do is stomp away and brood and eat chocolate. The reality is at Central we are pretty good at this. We are open and inviting. What Larry said last week is we integrate differences into our sense of community. And he talked about, he used the context of mental, uh, mental stability. And I thought about the numbers of people who have come through these doors and have been met with open arms and hearts. Some very troubled. Some we had to agree to watch to keep our children safe, but we didn't turn them away. We're not afraid to be public with who we are, like at Pride yesterday. Aaron's right. I walk onto that, and the joy of seeing people who are in a place where they can be who they are and are loved and accepted. Central is one of those places. We don't shy away from what I affectionately tell people. They say, where do you go to church? And I say, Central Baptist Church. Well, what kind of church is that? And I say, we're the Heretic Baptist Church. <laughs> Laura shared with us her belief that love conquers evil. She's right, indeed. Love is the only thing that can. So the youth in their collage down the hall, it sums it up. Whoever welcomes a child in my name welcomes me. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. How can we follow Jesus with our whole hearts? Love one another. Grow in our love for God. Help each other grow in love for God. So. I want to do more looking across, more relating heart to heart. It's what we're called to do. It's what we were created to do out of that God stuff. And I am so grateful to be a part of this congregation who believes and battles, who models and ministers just that. Thank you. We hear the messages of love and acceptance and openness and oneness often. And maybe it's because we still have those days where we want to brood in bed and eat chocolate kisses still. I too am thankful for a place where we can talk about these things and lay claim to these things, but we are yet imperfect and we have yet ground to gain. But if you would like to be a part of a congregation, if you're not a part of this congregation, if you'd like to be a part of a congregation 
that works really hard to do these things, to find that love, to find that unity, to live into the fullness of what it is to be a child of God. We would certainly invite you to come and be a part of Central Baptist Church. So if you have a decision to make, Aaron will be down front. Please stand as we sing. We have uh, just a couple of announcements before we, before we sing our benediction together uh, in a few moments. First of all, thank you so much, Rachel, for preaching today and for offering uh, a call to us to, again, uh, live into, uh, into the, the love and uh, the grace that God has, has given to us. Um, this week we have a few announcements that you'll find in your news and notes. Uh, we have writer's workshop tomorrow night. Uh, we have uh, knitting uh, class that will happen on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Uh, invite you to be part of that and to look at how much I can't knit. Although I'm doing a little better. So, And then uh, next week, uh, to remind you, uh, we have our fellowship worship uh, at 11 o'clock in the gym in the fellowship hall over there. So uh, Sunday school is optional for adult Sunday school classes as you all decide amongst yourselves. Uh, there will be no children or youth Sunday school next week. And uh, we, uh, the church will provide uh, sliced ham, rolls and drinks. And we invite you to bring something to share uh, for potluck. And if you can bring that a little bit early, uh, that'll help us too as we, uh, as we gather next week, uh, followed by a short service uh, with, uh, with communion next week. Um, also, uh, we still have tickets available, I believe, for the Legends game uh, to support the Flockers fighting cancer. And I think somebody's going to be out there to... 
Claudia. Oh, Claudia is going to be out there uh, at the sign-up table. You can go and purchase tickets uh, and join us on Friday, July 12th at the Legends game. Support those. So, I think that's all. Have a blessed week. So what we're going to do with the benediction today is this Argentine little folk song on 765. Very simple, but the choir will sing it through the first time, and then you'll join us on the follow-up. <laughs>